Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daney. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. You will also get bonus content every month, including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Welcome to this big interview icons series. We'll be shining a light on a legend whose name has lit up some of the conversations I've had with my guests over the last six years. This particular episode focuses on Roberto Mancini. At Sampdoria and Lazio, Mancini was Sven Joran Eriksson's artist, an elegant Rolls Royce of a forward, beloved by his manager and by the club chairman. But Mancini could also be a hothead a man who lost the rag with teammates or officials when things went wrong. As for Mancini, the manager, Micah Richards speaks about working under him at Manchester City. He found Mancini to be a brutally honest perfectionist who players either loved or hated. Micah just loved him. The Italian improved him immeasurably as a player, made him fitter and more tactically aware, and of course, delivered that incredible 2011-2012 Premier League title, won an injury time against QPR. Here you have long flowing hair, Italian accent, alliterative name, Roberto Mancini. Like you say, if you put Mihailovic and Simeone and Salas and Ferron and Mancini in the same team, then you've got guys who'll do anything to win. You, you know... These people, they were not coming to training and leaving. They came to training, they had ideas to discuss, they talked to the other players, they helped each other. And I mean, all of these are prima donnas, you could think. And they, they are in one way, but they work together. I mean, Mancini, what is Mancini? He's an artist. I think it was that year we, we had injuries on the midfield. And Mancini came into my office one day and said, I can play central midfielder. Hey, I said, out. You cannot play midfielder. You don't know what defending is. Test me, he said. We played badly next Sunday. He came back Monday, of course, and said, put me there. And I did it. 
We played 17 games. We didn't lose one game. And we make statistics about winning balls on the midfield. He won most of the balls, <laughs> but never a tackle. He read and took the ball. He did a Seedorf. And, 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 yeah, and when he got the ball, of course, he served. He was brilliant. Very, very good. But it takes. And a co- I would never have okay, thought about that. No, but it takes. You also must know a lot of coaches who would ne- even a special player, they wouldn't listen. Because some people think, ah, oh, now I'm a lesser man if, if I listen to a player. That's, that's a bad habit in management. Yeah, but that's very bad. It's my point, if but it's I, also... If it, I don't listen to these players... But it happens a lot. They, they have uh, 50 caps for their country, all of them. I have zero. And Mancini had been the tricortista, he'd been the magical player behind the striker. Oof. I mean, every striker who played with Mancini, they will say... He, he was the best. Look, Viali was in our series, and he does say that. He said that, of course. Wow. <laughs> that was a couple. Yeah. Yeah, on and off the pitch, he explained. Yeah, of course. Crazy. You know, when I came to Sampdoria, I was in Benfica, and um, they phoned me, so I was a private plane to Monaco. And I met, um, not Krangel, Mantovani. Mantovani, the president, yeah. And uh, Viale and Mancini. He started there and he said, well, mister, he said, I don't really understand football, but these two guys here, he said, they got into the head that they want Sven Eriksson. So that's why we are here. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> so they were uh, Listen, negotiating. When, when you have Viale and Mancini saying, we've picked you over, everybody's like, where do I sign? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. So he said, I'm here to take you as a coach. Well, after talking lunch and talking football and talking, he said, okay, now we talk money. And he said, Mancini, you two, out. <laughs> he treated them like his own son. Like kids, yeah. yeah. So he took a paper. And a napkin. napkin. And he wrote and he said, that's the money I pay you. <laughs> I looked at it. And he, he thought, I, I can see that you're not happy. And he took a new no, one. And he wrote a bigger... So... No, I told him, I, I'm happy. I, but I didn't think you paid that much. <laughs> okay, now you have the bigger one, he said. And then he said, if not half of that money is paid before the season starts, you don't need to come if you don't want. And you can sue me. He paid half of the salary. Before the season started. I've never heard... I never like heard about it. it. But he was Mantovani. He was. Luca, Luca, taught, Luca taught lovingly about him. Of course. And the, the, I asked you the Cragnotti question because <coughs> for Luca to bring the title to Mantovani meant something beyond... And Luca is like you've been talking about, winner, character, hard-working, yeah, yeah. demanding. But for him to repay that man... Was was unbelievable. Mantovani was all everything for them. If you went to Mantovani's home, which I did many breakfast, beautiful house on the outside Genoa on on the cliff, on the view of the sea. In the entrance, he has a big um, family tree. You say like yes, that? exactly yeah. so. Yeah, huge, beautiful. And in the middle, between he and his wife, a small photo. 
Mancini. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. But we are talking not just so, about... Manto, Mantovani. He phoned me. And the first time I was surprised. And he said, Mister, I, I don't care about your lineup, but what's your lineup? Away game. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, he said. Well, I started, no, 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 he said. I, uh, let me put the question again. Is Mancini playing, he said. <laughs> yes. Okay, he said, then I'm coming. And one day, every away game, with me and with Bosco before me, he always phoned asking, is Mancini going to play? And if he didn't play away, injury, he didn't come. He didn't come. One day, Luca Vialli uh, became aware of this. And he went to the, the chairman and said, why do you ask about Mancini? Why don't you ask if I'm playing or not? <laughs> and he said, you only run and score goals. Mancini, he's the art. He said. That's the art of football. Then, then Sven, okay, I, I, need, I need to come back to Lazio and winning the title because it's a beautiful year. One of the most special years any European coach has had. Any. Yeah. Not just for your life. But I, I'm, a, I'm a romantic. I can't go past Mancini now. For those who didn't have the privilege of watching Mancini play, tell us about him. Well, <clears throat> it's football. Football, football, football. I don't think he has any other interest in life. And he was always like that. When I came to Santoria, as I told you, he and Vialli, they have decided that I should be the coach. And of course, they defended me Always. Not they. Vialli went. Mm-hmm. But Mancini. And Mancini, he was like, he checked with the kitman before every training. Everything's okay in the dressing room before the players. One hour before training starts. He phoned the kitman and asked, All, everything's okay in the dressing room? Yeah, yeah, he checked that. Uh, the chef cooking, the, making the food. He always thought him, well, I think we are ready at that time and the pasta should be ready. He did everything, every, everything. He was to the office, he was the only one who didn't need to knock on the door of uh, Mantovani. He just went in. <laughs> and if it was something with the team, he sorted that out with the chairman. Once a week or once every second week, dinner at the best restaurant outside Genoa, Fish, always. All the team who paid Mancini. Always from his uh, pocket. Incredible. And uh, I I think he's still the same. Then on the pitch, well, he's an artist. What he sees, I can see from the bench some seconds later. Mm -hmm. He sees it quicker than me, than anybody. But it's a big but about Mancini. If teammates didn't do what they should do, he became absolutely crazy. And the old teammates in Sampdoria, they knew that, but they accepted it. He got furious if you don't come back running and absolutely. And referees. And the referees hated him. They respected him, but... Always. Always, always. Yellow cards, red cards for talking. And I spoke to him and said... So when Sampdoria played Barcelona, Champions League final, 92. in London, memory. Yes. 
That was the year Bosco, the last year Bosco. Then I took them over. But anyhow, Mancini was sent off for foul and talking. So when I started there, it came from uh, UEFA that he got three, three ban, three ban. I think two or three. And he came to me and said, "I'm going to the chairman, and he has to sort this out. I'm going to make a protest and things like that." So he went to the office, and Mantovani told him, "Bloody hell!" And he said. If you don't leave this office in 10 seconds, I will phone UEFA and ask them to give you five games. <laughs> <laughs> that was said with love. And does it help? Because you're now describing not a special footballer, but a special man. Yeah. <clears throat> does it help <clears throat> when your personality is so strong that he looks the way he does? Because well, he's, a, he's a man who looks well. Tremendously elegant, beautiful hair, dresses fantastically. He could have been a senator. He could have been a movie star. Yeah, for sure. There's a pres. Is he one of these people who, when he comes into a room, whether he speaks or he doesn't speak, there's an electricity that people stop or not? No, he's not like Beckham. If Beckham comes in, it's elect electric. You're, very, mean, you're a very surprising man. No, no, it is. Beckham. If Beckham sits there, you will love him after 30 seconds. And I don't know why. Because he will not say one word. Mancini is a little bit like that. He doesn't talk very much. But he has not the presence of Beckham. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're a champion of England. You're a winner. Um, even though, you know, it's now a couple of weekends ago that that mad moment happened. How many times in a week or in a month, or when you wake up, or when you've had a awful day, or when you wake up and you pull the curtains and the sun's shining and you just go, yeah, 90 second minute and 30 seconds and kind of... What's the abiding feeling of having reached the epitome of what you started to do? How, how does it stay with you? Does it manifest itself? Or, or is it just like only when some idiot like me asks you about it that it comes to the surface again? No, we, we because I'm now in media, uh, I get asked it probably every week. 
Right. What What was that moment like? Mm-hmm. It It was difficult for me because it was a it was a bittersweet moment in in terms of I played all the season and I picked up a hamstring injury. Mm. So Zabaleta came in and was doing really well. So the last five games, I didn't actually start. I always came on, and if there was one game I wanted to play, was that the final game against QPR. Um, and because Mancini didn't want to change a winning side, and I was his number one choice throughout the season, it was difficult for me to take. But then it was a moment when we went behind against QPR, it was, we're in this together. You know what I mean? It's a team game. It's not put all your, your personal accolades aside and your personal feelings aside because we're in this together. Um, and people always ask me, it's different for me because when you're playing with the likes of David, David Silva, Yaya Torre, company, it's sort of in their destiny. You know, they, they were like natural talents, if you, if you know what I mean. They was always going to make it to the top, no matter, as long as they stayed on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Whereas I come through the academy and when Mancini came in, he didn't really know. I mean, he knew he knew my name because I played for England and whatnot, but I wasn't a star player, so I had to almost work twice as hard to show him what I could do. So, for me to, to then go and lift the Premier League, you know, and being at Man City since I was fourteen, it made it, it's like the, the best feeling in the world. And and some people try brush it aside, like, well, you was in a good team, but I had to work so hard to to just stay amongst that squad so for me it, it it will mean a lot more what was the process of convincing him like because it's obvious you would rely on you know you look at him and I say oh my god I know what I do well do what you do well but presumably you have to size him up you have to listen to him you have to take a little look at you and what we're used to learning about um, when you unwrap professional sport a little bit there's always crazy little moments of one kind or another because after all it's all people mm-hmm. so Mancini comes in and you go okay there are others who will immediately get a shove into the first team from him I've got to convince him what was that process mutually like between him and you? It, it was difficult at the start because he, he had his favourites Balotelli was a, his, his favourite and he used to get away with murder you know I've said it time after time but what people don't understand about Bandatelli, he was one of the nicest per- people ever. And Mancini saw that me and him got on really well. Um, so he thought, all right, let's see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. And it was the initial friendship with Mario which allowed me to get in with Mancini, if you know what I mean. So he helped me massively. I, I remember talking to Bandatelli all the time. Said the, the the manager really thinks you're a, you're a nice guy because I, I I am I just I just get on with my business I don't really get involved with politics and stuff like that I just I just say it how it is I work hard in training if you like me you like me if you don't then you know but it was you know I, I owe a lot to to Balotelli for for sort of smoothing over that relationship because at the start I, I don't think Mancini rated me if if I was being totally honest he thought I had good attributes but. I don't think he thought I could turn into a, a, a world-class performer. 
Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to say world-class, because world-class to me, you know, I think of Ronaldinho, Ronaldo and all, and all them sort of players. So I don't class as world-class, but in that season, I performed world, you know, at the world-class level, mm-hmm. in, in, my, in, in, my, in my opinion. Not saying I was world-class. And it was all down to Mario Balotelli. Whenever I was doing an interview, or I would always try to protect him because I knew what the real Mario was like. And all, all he needs is someone who, you know, he did so well, not, not maybe because of, of me with the friendship, because Mancini believed in his ability. You know, when you've got a manager who believes in you, you, you know, you can do what you want in, mm-hmm. in, in the game. You know, people would, you know, outside of Man City would say, oh, he shouldn't be playing, he shouldn't. Be. Don't forget, we had strong strike force, Aguero. Tevez, Dzeko and Balotelli as well at the same so he, he couldn't play every game but that, that season he made huge impact and I'd say it wasn't down to more, more me I think it was down to more Mancini um, but Mancini was just brutally honest with him but it was like his, it was like his son as well because Mancini is not an ordinary football man in my opinion by any means <laughs> he was also for those who Listen to this and only remember him as a manager. I'm old enough to have seen him as a player. And he was off the scale good. Off the scale. If people thought Totti was brilliant. Mancini was, in all honesty, he didn't play for as long, but he was twice the player. Really? Mancini was off the scale. Just wow. like a football Rolls Royce, but with a sort of Ferrari brain, elegant too. When they won the <clears throat> title at uh, Samp, and him and Viali, they, they ripped Italian football apart and played in a different style because... They were coming from an era which was much more cautious and much more percentage, mm-hmm. and, and they weren't like that at all. And yeah, he's turned out to be a really interesting manager, but also a very stubborn, very opinionated man too. He's not your normal football man, I don't think. No, I being brutally honest, <coughs> there was half the change room that loved him and half the change room that, that hated him, and I think that's probably why he, he left in the end because I, I, I think. He'd, he'd lost the, the, the changing room. I loved him. I, I, I loved how brutally honest he was with me. I, I loved how, how long he spent on the, the training ground with me. He was a perfectionist. It's difficult now because the, 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 the modern player, you have to put your arm around a lot more. Whereas old school, I had Stuart Pierce. He was hard as nails. He'd tell you straight, you know. And for some reason, I reacted better to, to managers who would just tell me how it is. Do you know what I mean? Don't sugarcoat it. But Mancini sort of fell out with the wrong players in the dressing room. And I think that was the reason, you know, they couldn't see eye to eye in the end. Because, he, like you said, he's is, he is opinionated. He's a perfectionist. He would be in at six o'clock in the morning and sometimes not leave till 11 o'clock until he was happy. But I love that about a manager because he's willing to go to, to places that other managers won't go to that. Let's let's have it right. Mancini bought a trophy to to, to to Man City and it took 40 years. He's the first manager to do that. FA Cup, the next season in Premier League. And we can talk about Pellegrini, we could talk about Pep Guardiola in terms of his style of football he plays and you know winning back to back titles. But you know, we was up against Arsene Wenger and Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, top, top managers and Mancini to come over here and do that. It, it, like you know, you said at the start, then you know how important it was to win a Premier League for a player. But arguably, he's done something greater than the, what any any player's done because he's up against top 
top managers in one of the, the hardest leagues and that's why he has my full support whenever speaking about him and I know he was a, I know he was a difficult character mm-hmm. but it works for some players and it doesn't work for others what were the detailed things he, he did that helped you that made you appreciate him tactically because in, in England when I first come through I started as a striker at 11 then I was a centre midfielder till 14 and I was only became a defender when I was 16 mm-hmm. um, because someone got injured in the youth cup so positioning wise I, I, you know, I was playing for the first team at seven, 17 so I didn't know nothing about defensive tactics and all that stuff so a lot of people used to say to me oh that Richards is good but he's always out of position I was like well I've never played in this position before I'm, I was just learning as I was going and I sort of got thrown into the deep end because of my physical attributes and as soon as Mancini came in he said you can, you can cross the ball you know you can, you, you can get up and down you're quite fit you can defend one on one but tactically, you're nowhere near where you're supposed to be for a player who wants to be at the top level. And at first, as a player, you're like, what are you talking about? I've been playing in the Premier League since 17. I know it all. I know. And then he showed, he showed me, well, look at this video. Why is your body position in this? Nah, in, in, you know what I mean? Yeah, Detail. Yeah. Why, is, why is your body position there? Why, why, why are you not supporting the play? Like you, you, you don't have your rest there. Have your rest further up the field the, the way we want to press. If we're playing three at the back, this is where you need to be. And all these little things that, which I took for granted as a, as a youngster. If I would have had Mancini mm-hmm. from 18, mm-hmm. I probably would have had 56. And I, and I didn't have no injur- injuries. Yeah. Take, take out my knee equation. I probably would have had 50, 60 caps for England because I would have, he made me such... Uh, such a better player all these things that I got away with with other managers because I was just physically better than everyone else that's what I loved about the, the Italian side because it's tactics some say it's boring and you know it's repetitive but they do it for a reason it makes you better it, yeah. make, it makes you better a better chance of earning bigger salaries and lifting more trophies then. It, exactly that yeah, it's worth it. it were you a quick learner? I, I would say so yes but maybe not quick enough as some top managers wanted, like Capello. I was in um, the England squad, 18. I was playing, then Capello came in. Then he dropped me back to the 21s because he said, tactically, we don't think you're right, which, you know, at the time, you're saying, well, I, I don't agree with you. But then if you look back and, you, you know, you know I, I always look at my opponent and that opponent... Uh, you know, if I'm up against Glenn Johnson, Carl Walker, whoever it was at the time, Wes Brown, I look. Well, well, what are they doing? That's better than me. And and sometimes as a player, you say, well, they're not doing it. You know what I mean? Instead of thinking, well, you just do it and worry about yourself. You know what I mean? And that's, I think that's where players get get it a little bit wrong in their careers in terms of the worrying about what everyone else is doing rather than fixing what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And when he dropped me back to the 21s, it, it was tough. But then I think, well, what can I do to, to improve my game? And then obviously when Mancini came in, I, I, I learned quick, but it was different because it was a different style from, obviously, Italian way, Italian league to, to the Premier League, whereas it was just hustle and bustle. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true, Graham Hunter, and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. 
Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson.